How you doing, everybody? I'm Milan Jordan, and this is the MMA Daily Blitz, brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter slash X and threads at Milan Jordan. You can also check out our website, fanstreamsports.com, for more great content. All right, big weekend this past weekend. The UFC was back in Beantown Saturday night for UFC 292 with not one but two title fights in front of a raucous crowd. Uh, the main event for UFC 292 in Boston uh, was for the Bantamweight title between Aljamain Sterling and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, the first round was close, but Aljo seemed content to make this a striking match, wanted to make this an exciting fight. Well, that proved to be a mistake. O'Malley clipped him early in the second, then pounced on Aljo uh, with ground and pound as he was trying to scramble just a flurry unrelentless series of punches before referee Mark Goddard stepped in and ended the fight. And as a result, Sean O'Malley is your new UFC Bantamweight champion. Uh, he really utilizes range in this one. Uh, he has perhaps the longest reach at 135. Uh, he showed his one-punch power in winning the title. And if he wasn't already in the top five of most popular fighters on the UFC roster, well, the 28-year-old Sugar Sean O'Malley certainly is now. Uh, some are saying that the Sugar Show could be in line for a uh, Conor McGregor type of tra uh, trajectory of stardom. Uh, you know, they're comparing him to Conor McGregor already in terms of uh, uh, where his popularity could go. Uh, Sugar Sean is certainly, look, he's charismatic. He's likable. He's one of the more marketable fighters. Uh, he's, he's a great marketer himself. Well-spoken, very popular, uh, really has really thought out deep thoughts when it comes to uh, the business of MMA. And uh, and he's very popular, like I said, especially with the younger demographic. Uh, after the fight, O'Malley revealed that uh, apparently he was dealing with an, uh, an upper body muscle injury by his ribs. Uh, he said that it had him not prepare for uh, Aljamain Sterling's high-level grappling for the final six weeks of camp. And, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but maybe if Aljo utilized his strengths and went for a takedown, uh, maybe he'd still be the champ. But to his credit, Aljamain Sterling, look, he offered no excuses, was very classy in defeat, uh, and said he feels he's earned an immediate rematch. And we'll see if and when that happens, uh, given O'Malley's upper body injury to heal, along with giving Aljo time to recover as well. Because remember, he fought Sugar Sean O'Malley about three months after going the distance against Henry Cejudo in May. So uh, if Aljo doesn't get the immediate rematch, Maybe he'll make the move up to 145, but uh, only time will tell if we'll get this immediate rematch, uh, perhaps maybe in December or early uh, 2024. All right, I mentioned there was two title fights in this one. Uh, the co-main event was for the women's strawweight title between champion Zhang Weili and Amanda Lemos. And well, look, let's face it, Zhang Weili, just a badass. She dominated Amanda Lemos for 25 minutes to retain her strawweight title. Uh, credit to Amanda Lemos for her toughness. I mean, she took an absolute beating and looked like there were a couple times uh, when the fight could have been stopped or was close to being stopped, but Lemos, to her credit, hung in there. As for Zhang Weili, so precise, so technically sound, so brutal with her striking uh, in her first title defense in her second ring, uh, reign as champ. So what's up next for the Chinese fighter? Well, perhaps Tatiana Suarez, or there's even some scuttlebutt about her moving up to flyweight, but... Uh, I imagine she'll stay at uh, Strawweight, and maybe a date with uh, Tatiana Suarez is in her near future. Uh, welterweight matchup uh, was on the main card featuring two fighters, both competing for the third time already in 2023. Up-and-coming fighter Ian Machado Gary 
Uh, well, he remained unbeaten at 13-0, defeating Neil Magny via unanimous decision and wasn't even close. Uh, two judges scored this fight 30-26. to The third scored at 30-24. to That's another dominating performance for Ian Gary, uh, again, as he continues to skyrocket up the welterweight ranks. A couple of bantamweight bouts open up the pay-per-view portion of UFC 292. Mario Bautista uh, defeated Damon Blackshear via unanimous decision, and Marlon Chito Vera defeated Pedro Munoz by unanimous decision, uh, 30 to 27, according to two judges, 29-28 for the third. Uh, Marlon Chito Vera, he wants a title shot versus Sugar Sean O'Malley next. Uh, Marlon Vera is in the top five. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley wants a guy that uh, Chito Vera defeated via TKO way back in 2020 at UFC 252. We'll see what happens with that. I think O'Malley is kind of just dismissing that. But uh, again, who knows? We'll see if Aljo gets the first uh, shot at O'Malley's title or if it will be Chito Vera or someone else. We shall see. All right, the prelims, uh, the headlining of the prelims was a long-awaited return of former UFC middleweight champion Chris Weidman, the All-American. Uh, he returned after a two-year layoff. He suffered a gruesome broken leg uh, against Uriah Hall back in April of 2021 at UFC 261. Uh, the broken leg, it was brutal. Some thought he wouldn't come back, but Weidman, to his credit, very determined to return, uh, despite the fact that he needed multiple procedures to repair the leg, including a titanium rod being put in his right leg. Well, come uh, fight night, well, Brad Tavares, I mean, he excellent game plan. This fight was all Tavares. He punished Weidman's lead leg, whether it was uh, an orthodox stance or southpaw stance, uh, just continuously giving leg kicks to Weidman. Uh, that left Weidman compromised, limping for most of the fight. Uh, and another one of Tavares' strengths is his takedown defense. And he stopped takedown after takedown from Chris Weidman. Uh, and right to a unanimous decision, uh, this fight wasn't even really close, to be honest with you. All three judges scored a 30-27 to for Tavares, his first victory in over two years. And uh, Chris Weidman, it looked like at first he wasn't doing anything with, with his right leg. And I think maybe Tavares recognized that. And I don't know if it was the switch to game plan or... Uh, to maybe, you know, didn't feel comfortable. And understandably, he's overcoming a vicious injury. Uh, but then, you know, Tavares, to his credit, I mean, that leg was out there hanging out. And, well, you know, Tavares basically kicked it to death and he did it with the other leg as well. Uh, meanwhile, as for Chris Weidman, uh, UFC President Dana White in the post-fight press conference, uh, he said that one of the UFC doctors told him that Weidman tore one of the cruciate ligaments, whether it's an MCL or ACL, uh, if that's the case, Weidman could be in uh, for another uh, long road to recovery, uh, leading Dana White to opine that the 39-year-old former middleweight champ should retire. Uh, meanwhile, Weidman vowed that he would be back. Uh, so we shall see. Again, this is just a few days removed from UFC 292. So after a while, we'll see uh, where Chris Weidman stands and where his, uh, his injuries stand and maybe a more uh, precise diagnosis. All right, looking at the rest of the prelims, uh, Gregory Rodriguez, beautiful knockout of Dennis Twilin, uh, just a buck 43 into uh, round number one. Uh, there were two tournament finals for the uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 31 we just went through with uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Michael Chandler as coaches. Uh, the lightweight final, Kurt Holliball defeated Austin Hubbard via triangle choke in round number two. And the bantamweight final was a great fight, and it was Brad Katona defeating Cody Gibson by unanimous decision. Uh, two of the judges had him winning two of the three rounds. Another gave him all three. Uh, but this was just a great striking match back and forth. Uh, sort of reminiscent of uh, Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner to some degree. But 
nothing will ever be as iconic as that. But this was a, a very entertaining fight, and it was great that they have the uh, the Ultimate Fighter finales in front of it at a pay per view, even if it's on the prelims. With that kind of a full, you know, eighteen thousand, sixteen, or whatever the capacity is in Boston, that big of a crowd, as opposed to just a couple thousand at the, uh, you know, at at the Palms or wherever in Vegas. But uh, nonetheless, Brad Cantona becomes the first two-time Tough champion uh, five years after he won the Tough twenty-seven featherweight finale, and Brad Cantona again wins the bantamweight final this time around. All right, well, we had the UFC on Saturday. On Friday, we had the PFL playoffs too. Uh, featuring uh, semifinals in the men's heavyweight and the women's featherweight division. In the heavyweight semifinals, Henan Ferreira defeated Maurice Green via KO uh, late in round number one. The other semifinal, Dennis Koltsov defeated Jordan Heiderman via arm triangle choke, uh, also in round number one. So Ferreira and Koltsov will meet up for the heavyweight final uh, to win the 2023 season. Meanwhile, in the women's featherweight semifinal, <laughs> Larissa Pacheco, just one of the baddest, if not the baddest woman on the planet. Uh, she needed just 14 seconds to defeat Olena Kolesnik uh, via TKO, just punching her out in 14 seconds of round number one. Uh, remember, Larissa Pacheco won the featherweight division last year, uh, defeating uh, Kayla Harrison. Well, this time around, Larissa Pacheco will take on Marina Mokonatina as she defeated Amber Liebrecht. Uh, via armbar, also in round number one. When the PFL playoffs, they're going to resume Wednesday night uh, for the 2023 PFL playoffs three on ESPN. It's a really good main card. Check it out. Lightweight semifinals. You got Clay Collard taking on Shane Burgos and Olivier Auburn Mercier takes on Bruno Miranda. Uh, in their welterweight semifinals, you got Saidabu C taking on Carlos Leal. And Magomed Magomed Karimov takes on Solomon Renfro. Should be a really good card Wednesday night. Again, check it out on ESPN. In the UFC, well, they're back at it Saturday. They head to Singapore. And the entire card is on ESPN Plus with the big time difference over in Singapore. The prelims start at 5 a.m. Eastern time, and the main card begins at 8 a.m. The main event, really good one. Max Holloway taking on the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. Uh, elsewhere on the card, you got Anthony Smith returning to action as he takes on Ryan Spann. And Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, will take on Giga Chikadze. All right, folks. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the MMA Daily Blitz, brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Again, wherever you are, like, share, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you consume your podcast. Tell a friend. Tell someone who's not a friend, family, whatever. Tell co-workers. Uh, to uh, subscribe to this podcast. I appreciate you doing so. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter slash X and threads as well at Milan Jordan. As always, thank you for checking out the MMA Daily Blitz. I will talk to you later.